Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. I am able to stay true to myself, not because I am strong in the moment of pressure, but because I was strong in the moments of preparation. That, my friends, was said by my amazing guest today, Madison Pruitt. Now, for those of you that don't know who this incredible woman is, Madison earned her Bachelor of Science in Communication from Auburn University and a Certificate in Ministry in Pastoral Leadership through Highlands College. She went on to serve on the creative team and helped lead the college ministry for her church as well. Madison was a finalist on Season 24. This is probably where some of you may know her from, ABC's The Bachelor. She's an Alabama native. Madison has been involved in many outreach programs, including uh, Adullam, House, uh, Sozo Children, Orphanage Emmanuel, Hades Home, uh, Big House Foundation, and many, many more. And this conversation, my friends, gave me literal goosebumps as we were going through it. It was one of those conversations that I will forever remember and honestly love and appreciate as well. But Madison is a great speaker. She has a heart of gold and has an amazing story at the same time as well. Uh, And Madison has a brand new book out, which I am very excited to tell you about. You can go and get a copy of it right now. It's available wherever books are sold, pretty much Amazon. I'll make sure all, all you guys know where to get it. Links will be in the show notes below. But the book is called Made for This Moment, Standing Firm with Strength, Grace and Courage. I'm Currently, as I'm recording this, halfway through the book, and it is a page turner for sure. Madison is a great storyteller, and I know that you guys are going to love uh, listening to her tell stories during this conversation. But in made for this moment, how do you stand firm in your own convictions in a world that's trying to pull you down? Madison helps you guys uh, keep your standards high and your roots deep in her striking brand new book, Made for This Moment. And she talks about uh, during this conversation uh, how Esther, the story of Esther in the Bible plays an important role uh, in her actually 
writing this book and and the meaning behind this book at the same time. Um, so my friends, if you do get something from this conversation, and I have no doubt that you will, please share it around to your friends and family. Don't forget before you go to leave a rating and review over an Apple podcast as well. It goes a huge way. You guys know the drill. Um, really do appreciate each and every one of you once again that keep coming back and listening. Uh, and also it's the... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year as well. Like I know this week is heading into a brand new year. Who would have thought that uh, would be this, so close to a brand new year? But here we are. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It's time to journey with me into the story box because we were made for this moment right now and listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of none other than Madison Pruitt. Thank you so much for having me. And let me just tell you, I am here for the accent and do you hear a southern accent from me? Do you hear any southernness? I hear a little bit, but it's not like it's not overpowering. It's pretty good. Okay. Cool. That's what I wanted to know. That's good. Anyway, I like the southern accent, so you're all good in my books. It's cool. Yeah, I grew up in a very small town in Alabama, and everyone was very southern. And I fought hard to break that southern accent, <laughs> but you can still it still comes out every now and then. And I feel like people with different accents can pick it up like that. So just had to ask. Don't worry, you can break it out as much as you want during this conversation. I don't mind. I think my audience likes it too. So, but it's it's so good to have you here, Maddie. And and you know, like I was saying in the introduction, you've got a bachelor's degree. I mean, you've done so many great things. You even wrote a book, for goodness sake. Do you mind me asking? I never ask ladies this, but how old are you? Just out of curiosity. So I'm 25. I graduated uh, both college at Highlands College and Auburn University in 2018. And yeah, just knew I wanted to do something, you know, bigger than myself with my life and wanted to give back, wanted to add value to people. Just wasn't quite sure what that looked like. And mm. it's crazy to see like where I am now and just all the twists and turns and routes and reroutes and everything that has brought me to this point. But it's God is God has been faithful. It's been really cool. That's uh, cool because I'm 25 as well. So it's, 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 it's so good to be actually speaking to you. My very first official question, apart from the age one, is what does success look like for you? Mm. I think for me, I define success kind of under the same category as I would define influence. Um, and to me, it really just comes to the place of like impact. You know, what am I doing for the kingdom and what am I doing for others? And for me, I can get all the success in the world, you know, what the world calls successful, I guess. I can get money, followers, fame, all of these things. But if Jesus isn't at the center and it's not a part of something that's just so much bigger than me, then ultimately I'm going to be unsatisfied. Yeah. And I think for me, I've just, I've had those moments of having tastes of like everything that the world has to offer. And I've also been in seasons where I feel like I was kind of stripped away from everything the world has to give. And I felt totally empty by like the world standards, but that was really kind of when Jesus just really showed up and I felt so just full and inspired and passionate and, and all the things. And it's just cool to me to see that, you know, that verse in Philippians that Paul talks about of just like, whether I have everything or whether I have nothing, like I know what it is to be truly content. And I've seen that in my life. And so I would say for me, like success is really just rooted in loving God and loving people. And it's all about impact. It's all about making a difference. It's all about how can I add value to other people? 
because at the end of the day, like I want to leave a legacy and I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. And if I'm living for the approval of other people or just for people to remember my name, then, you know, that's not really going to leave much of an impact. And so, yeah, for me, that's kind of, I guess for me, success is more like significance. So it's more like, what, what does this mean? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the purpose in this? How is it impacting other people? Um, so I guess for me, uh, success equals uh, influence and significance, I would say. I love that answer, especially because you mentioned the Bible verse of what Paul talks about and being content with whatever situation you find yourself in. I think that's a good reminder and it's a comforting reminder at the same time, but I'm interested in, you mentioned it's success for you is about making impact. Did you ever think as you're growing up in the small town of Alabama that <laughs> you would ever have this kind of impact that you're having today? I knew that I wanted to do something just really cool. And I, I wanted to tell people about Jesus. And I actually found, you know, a little journal <laughs> the other day of when I wrote it when I was like eight years old. And I, it asked me the question, you know, in my journal it was one of those journals where it asks you questions and you write the answers under it. And it's got like the pictures and everything. And I just had a great time with it. I drew all kind of fun pictures, but I wrote under the question, I was like, I want to tell people about Jesus and I want to, I want to, you know, make a difference and love on people. And that was like what I wrote under, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what's your biggest dreams? And I just knew that from a young age and it's kind of crazy to me because I feel like, you know, what eight-year-old is really like thinking like that? Like, you know, usually it's like astronaut or doctor or cheerleader. I don't know, but I was just fully, I just knew I, I wanted to do something important and just something impactful. And so I, I really had that vision from a really young age and it's, and it has, it's been a lot really since that, that moment and up until where I am now and who I am now and kind of a crazy journey of, of getting to the point where I know who I am and I know what I'm called to do and what I feel like I, I'm supposed to do with my life. It took a while to get here, but, um, but no, I, I mean, I never imagined that it would be the path that it was and the route that it was to where I am today and, and to what I get to do today, that it would go through some something like the bachelor, um, a, a reality t dating TV show. Like I never in a million years would have imagined that. And it's definitely not what I had planned for my life. It's not at all what I would have envisioned and in any scenario would have written out, but I do see how God's hand has been in it from the beginning. And to me, it's one of those things where it's like only God, you know, like only God could use someone like me and something like the bachelor to really glorify his name and point back to him and, um, just add value to people and encourage people. And so it's just been really cool to see God's hand in all kinds of different seasons of my life from a young age to the messy moments to reality TV moments to now. So yes and no to answer your question in a little, really long way. <laughs> <laughs> I love long answers. Don't worry. You're more than welcome to go as long as you want with particular questions. It saves me having to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> uh, but what, what I wanted to ask you regarding the kind of impact that you are making today, have you found, especially with the fact that you are a Christian and in kind of like this secular world that we are living in and you're going on secular shows like The Bachelor, standing out, for Christ isn't exactly the easiest thing to do. I kind of like you got the weight of the world upon your shoulders. How did you stand firm within those moments or those difficult, challenging moments? Have you found a lot of those over the course of your life and how have you been able to remain true? 
So I love that question. And actually that was the question that really stirred my heart to write this book. I, I started writing this book before I ever went on The Bachelor. But when I came off the show, I started getting all kinds of those questions and just so many people reaching out to me saying, Maddie, how did you stay true to yourself? How did you stand firm under pressure? And even though people obviously weren't finding their, themselves in an environment like The Bachelor, they were finding themselves in environments that was full of pressure and temptation and compromise and settling and, you know, changing yourself and, and giving in and all these in situations and environments. And they saw, you know, someone who was able to stay true to themselves. And they were asking, you know, how did you do that? And I, I really was so moved by that because I was like, well, I'm no hero. Like I'm no, you know, perfect person to really look up to. I just, I just abided in Christ and like really found my strength um, and his spirit in me and, and in his word and in prayer. And, and so I was like, okay, how can I, you know, take those questions and really turn it into a message that can answer those questions and add value to people. And so I really, I got with my team and we started brainstorming and, and I really shared with them. I was like, you know, the verse that God laid on my heart was Esther 414 for maybe you have been called to this Royal position for such a time as this. And I just want people to know like that they were called for such a time as this, that they were made on purpose and for a purpose and that they have so much on their life, but that also what they've been given and what they have is not even just for them. It's for others. And it's to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And you see that in the book of Esther. And so we just really came together and I was like, what's the modern way of saying for such a time as this? And that's when we, you know, came up with made for this moment. And I, I just was sharing with them. I was like, you know, I think the problem is, is so many people, you know, get in the heat of the moment and they're wondering, what do I do? How do I respond? What do I say? And they're never prepared before the moment arrives. And I was like, how can I help equip people and show people that actually you can prepare and private long before those public moments when the pressure is on and eyes are on you? Like you'll already know how to stand firm. You'll be ready before the moment ever comes. And so I, I really wanted to share this message of like who you are when no one is watching is who you will be when everyone is watching. So those private life moments matter so much and how you're investing in yourself, the everyday decisions, who you surround yourself with, knowing who you are, knowing what you believe when nobody's around so that when those moments of pressure come, you're ready to stand firm and you're not just hoping you have what it takes or going off of adrenaline. Um, you know, you have something deep, deep within to cling to and to turn to when those moments come. And so, you know, that's really what I wanted to speak to is like, Hey guys, I'm not just, you know, someone who's just so much stronger and so much better. It's actually, no, I've had my fair share of moments of folding under pressure when I did not do it right. And I did not have what it takes to stand firm, but I've also had the moments of standing firm under pressure. And a lot of those you guys saw. And so I wanted to really just meet them, you know, where, where they're at and just say like, I get it. And I get it on camera. I get it off camera. I get it from my past. I get it from right now, the current struggles that I face. And I just want to help you, you know, meet you where you're at and help you, you know, really say like, who are you? Like, what do you really believe? What do you feel like you're called to do in this life? And how can you make decisions right now where you can pre-decide before the 
pressure in the heat of the moment ever arrives. And, and so that's really what I wanted to do with this book. And, and that would be my answer, you know, is, is the strength that everybody saw in public with my life and on display for millions to see was directly connected to the decisions that I was making in private. And that's, what's so important for me, for other people to understand, because I think, you know, we live in a day in a world in, in the world today where it's just like everybody values those viral moments and, and, and the moments that everybody sees. But it's really those moments that nobody sees that prepare you for those moments that everybody sees. And so that's really what I want, um, you know, to speak to the heart of, of those who do read this book or even those who are wondering, like, how do you stand firm? You know, like you said, like, how do you stay true to yourself? Um, and so I talk all about that in my book. I talk about, you know, the power of preparation. I talk about confidence and, and identity, how to know who you are and what you believe and, um, and and how to have that strength and that grit to really walk it out and, and what it's looked like for me. So yeah, I get real and vulnerable about the moments where I folded under pressure and the moments where God really gave me, you know, that strength to, to stand firm. Well, it's, you're speaking to godly character as a whole. I, I really believe that and, and yeah. godly values and forming that. Uh, as a young person, I think it's so important to actually hear this from another young person and say it is possible. I mean, you can form godly character and, and you can stand firm. You can stand true in what you do believe in. And sometimes you you do sadly fold to pressure because sometimes the pressure builds up to the extent where, you know, you do fold, but God's always gracious and forgiving. And I do, I do know that you do talk about forgiveness in here, not to the extent of like the whole story, <laughs> um, yeah. but I do know that you do talk about it and you do mention, uh, I believe, I think it's the introduction about adapting to the change or the change will either make you or break you. And that's really pretty much like everything you're speaking to. Are you, you really made for this moment? Are you going to fold under pressure or are you going to stand firm? And I, I love this message. It's so, so impactful. But one thing that I am interested in is um, what the character that you formed as right now and, and the ability to stand firm, was that something that you were taught as a young kid? Did that help you when you got older, do you think? Yeah, I, I, I was very fortunate to have, you know, two incredible parents who really instilled a lot of that in me from a young age. Um, but at the same time, I do think there comes a point where you have to make certain decisions for yourself, you know, when your parents aren't around and especially like when I got to college and I was like, okay, I, it's no longer my parents' religion or tradition or anyone forcing me to do anything. Like I'm fully on my own now and I make decisions for myself and I could honestly do whatever and no one see like, right. Like it's like, I can do whatever I want and no one even sees. And so I think that there, there is of course, like a little bit of an unfair advantage when you are, you know, raised with parents who really instill those things in you. But I also think that there comes a time where you have to make those decisions for yourself, you know, and I have friends who had, you know, those same kind of parents, but it took them a long time to get to the point where they made that decision for themselves. And, you know, they didn't choose to believe those things that their parents, you know, spoke over them and instilled in them. And, and so I think it, it's kind of crazy because it's like, no matter a lot of times, like how good you parent, like sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. And like the kids just kind of got to figure it out for themselves. But I will say I was very fortunate to have two parents who just prayed over me and believed in me and dreamed with me and spoke life over me. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, 
but really for me, I mean, it was, it was in college, like when I was fully by myself and I did not have my parents around, I didn't have friends around, like it was like fully me by myself and just making, you know, those decisions of like, who do I want to be? And like, what do I believe? And what kind of life do I want to live? And just knowing that I was going to be faced with a lot of like pressure and temptation. And I was like, I want to know, you know, how I'm going to respond when those moments come before I just get in them and just react or just go off of feelings and pressures. And so I really just made, you know, a big decision in my own life, freshman year of college. And it wasn't this crazy thing. It was just me alone in my dorm room by myself. And I just decided to like, go all in with, with this faith thing. I was like, let's do it, God. Like, let's, let's go all in together. And, and like, I want you to be my whole world. I don't want you to just be something I talk about or something I do on Sundays. Like I want you to be my whole life. And I really want to try this thing out. And so I did, and I, it really changed everything for me. You know, my confidence became, you know, something that was secure and not something that was always dependent on other people. And if they accepted me or, or rejected me or saw me or didn't see me and, you know, my strength and my grace and my courage and so much more was just so much more steady and, and thankfully rooted in something bigger than me. And so it just really brought a whole new meaning and purpose and, and vision to my life. And I just, you know, I don't know, I stepped into so much more joy and peace, um, in that moment. And so it, it's been cool to see how that moment has just developed over the years, but, yeah, I, I would say it was something I was taught from a young age, but it's I've grown into my own and um, I, I really had to make those decisions ultimately myself. Mm, I didn't mention earlier because I kind of, it slipped my mind, <laughs> but I love the, the verse you, you said from Esther and it's a verse that I haven't actually heard in a while actually, but it gave me goosebumps <laughs> for <laughs> such a time as this and it's giving me goosebumps now actually, but I love how you turned that into made for this moment. Like you've made it something modern for a lot of people, but I think it's, I love this message, but for, for me, I wanted to ask you about the preparation factor, the, the, the idea that how much you can prepare for things, but there are things you can't necessarily prepare for. So I'm curious, what are some things that you have been able to prepare for that have helped you with the change and all those sort of things of, of difficult moments and the things that you haven't been able to prepare for of difficult moments. And how have you been react, being able to react to that? You know, for me, I think, cause, cause I agree, there's some things that, you know, life throws some curveballs at you and you just could never see coming, you know? And, and I talk about that too, in my book of just like, there's going to be moments that shake you and moments that try and take everything from you. And moments that just totally catch you off guard in a good and bad way, you know, moments where you get told the best news of your life, or you get that promotion or that opportunity or that relationship, um, or moments where those things all fall apart. And, and unfortunately that's life, right? And there's a lot of just things that we can't control, a lot of unknowns that come with life. And of course there's certain situations that you can't totally prepare for. And I think for me, my thing is like, but you can stay ready. And so that you don't have to get ready if that makes sense 
sense. Like you can stay in God's word. You can stay in this place of like confidence and knowing who you are and reminding yourself of God's truth, reminding yourself of your purpose, surrounding yourself with godly people that will call you out and call you higher. And you can put in, you know, the hard work every single day to make sure your character and your convictions are pure and holy. And and these kinds of things that like you can do consistently every day so that when moments that, that of pressure come, whether they're good or bad or things that you never in a million years could have predicted, you know, you're ready in a sense. And, and I felt those moments when I was on the bachelor, like I, I was prepared in a way. And there were certain things that I had talked through with my family, certain things that I had prayed through, but then I got on there and made it all the way to the end. And there were certain things I never could have predicted and things that I never could have imagined. And so you know, there are situations where it was, I mean, it was a wrestle, like it was a tension between my head and my heart and and God, what are you saying and speaking versus like, what am I feeling? And, and that's a real human, you know, wrestle and tension and emotion. I think that we all fight a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, like it was a back and forth for me of like, okay, this is what I feel, but like, let me, let me take some time and really like get away with the Lord and just pray through this and, and really like process this and think about it. Um, and, and I'm someone, who I don't, I think a big thing for me is, and what I try and encourage people with is, is try not to react and just like go off of emotion and just like let your feelings lead you in every situation. Um, but try and really, you know, process through things and, and download it. And so like, even on the show, like when I got some of the worst news that I had ever received, you know, I, I walked away from that situation and was like, I need time to process this and I need time to pray through it and to figure out like what this means to me. I don't want to just react and, and be emotional and just respond. I want to pray through it. But I also had, you know, standards and things that I'd already pre-decided that I knew, okay, well, these are areas that I know I'm not going to settle in. So even though I need to process through these things, I also know these are things that I've prayed for and areas that I refuse to settle in that no matter what I'm faced with, like, I got to stay true to that because I got to stay true to like my convictions and my standards and what I know means a lot to me and, and what God is like the kind of life God has called me to live and who he's called me to be. And so ultimately, you know, I made a decision to walk away from a relationship that I cared a lot about that person, but I knew that it wasn't to the standard and to the degree and to the capacity that God had called me to, you know? And so I think there are those moments, you know, that are really challenging and it's that tension between, okay, what do I feel and what does everyone else feel and what is what everyone else saying and what are the opinions and, and, and the voices and the things and the feelings and everything coming at me. But like, what does God say? And like, what, what is God speaking to me? And so I think there's a level of pre-deciding and a level of preparation, but I also think that it's like, that, you know, you're, you've been training, you know, your whole life, like every day you're investing in yourself and you're, you're, you're building those muscles, those spiritual muscles. So that when those moments come, you know, you might need a few seconds to process it and pray through it and really bring it before God. But ultimately like, you know, like, you know, you just, you just know, and because you've been training for it and you've been preparing for it. And so, um, I, I would say that, you know, it's like, every, that's why the everyday moments matter so much because they really do get you ready and prepare you for even the unknown and scary and like moments you can't predict. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I really, you know, preach the message of just like why the private life moments are so important and that those prepare you for the moments that you never could predict. Yeah. So, yeah. How, 
how have you been able to, over the course of your life, distinguish between whether or not this is God speaking to you or if this is just your selfish desires wanting to come through? How have you been able to make the distinction there? God, that's a great question. Cause that has been, I mean, that's a wrestle, right? Like you have those feelings, but then you also were like, I don't really know. And I think for me, you know, one of the biggest things is God's never going to contradict himself in the sense of like, if you're feeling something that's so against God's word, that's probably not from God. Right. And so for me, like, I'm always going to go back to God's word. Um, and I also, you know, I'm a big believer in peace. Like I'm a big believer in peace. And, and when it's, not God. Like there's just, especially when you're walking intimately with him and you have such a strong relationship with him. I mean, if you think about it, it's like having a relationship with anyone, you know, it's like if you're dating or you're best friends with someone or, or it's, or, you know, relationship with like your siblings or whatever it is. And you know, that person so well, and you walk with them, like you can sense when there's something off, right? Like you can just pick up on it. And I think for me, you know, it's kind of the same thing in my relationship with God. Like that's the most important relationship in my life. And obviously he knows me better than any anyone. And, and I know him better than anyone. Like I, he is like my ride or die. And so like, I have such a close personal relationship with him that, you know, I'm like, if I'm in situations and something feels off and there's this wrestle in my spirit and just this lack of peace, like I may fight it for a little bit, but I know, like, I know this is not God. And, and I've had those moments like in relationships where I immediately was like, Nope, this isn't God. But I just was like, Oh, but, but maybe, or like, but God, how come, or, or, you know, like, Lord, but you can, you bless this or help me figure it out. And he was like, Nope, that's not what I have <laughs> for you. And so I would say, you know, peace is such a big thing for me. Like I always know immediately, you know, if God's in it or not. And so I think that's been a big thing for me. Um, I think another thing has just been having people around me who have and carry so much wisdom and who are also walking, you know, in a personal personal relationship with God and, and who know me, like they know a lot of things about me and they can like, I, there's not a lot of people I really let into the sacred spaces of my heart. I'm very careful with that. But the people that I do, like they have full access to call me out or to call me higher or to speak into my life. And so I think that's so important in order for you to be all that God's called you to be and to do all that God's called you to do. Like you got to have those people in your life that have access and permission to just call you out and say, Hey, Maddie, like this, isn't right. Like you're better than this. This is not who God has for you. This is not what you should be doing. This is not, this is not the best uh, way you're representing. You could be representing God. You know, you got to have those people in your life that'll call you out and, and those people that'll call you higher and, and who believe in you and who have your back. And so I think that's been a really, really huge thing for me. Um, and then thankfully I got a praying mom and, and she is such a prayer warrior. And so she's, you know, been a big intercessor and, and believer for me, um, in a lot of things, but yeah, I would say those are all kind of some practical things that I've implemented in my own life when I've had to discern, like, is this God, you know, and, and just the, in the real life stuff of like, do I move here? Do I not move here? Do I marry him? Do I not marry him? Like, do I take this job? Do I not take this job or whatever it is, you know, and the hard things, the good things. And so there's a lot of, of those moments that we face on a daily basis. And I think for me, like, you know, it talks about in scripture and John 10, you know, like my sheep know my voice and, mm -hmm. 
You know, I, I think that's so huge for me is like, I want to know God's voice, like more than I know anybody else's voice. And you only get that in spending a lot of time with someone and in spending intimate private life time with them when nobody's around, when no one's watching you, like I'm not posting about it on my social media. I'm not on a television show showing that off. Like it's just me and God every morning, every day throughout the day and a constant communication to where he has like all the access and permission to just call me out and, um, to just, yeah, to just talk to me and speak to me. And I think that's, what's so important is, is for a lot of people, like they don't have that. And then they wonder why they're not hearing from God, but it's all about those, you know, consistent everyday moments of spending that time with the Lord and knowing his voice. Can I just say, thank God for a praying mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like my mom is a prayer warrior as well. And yeah, the amount of times that I have fought against her wisdom and God's leading, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> but then when I finally chose to submit and actually went to the Bible and asked for, yeah, the many times for forgiveness, <laughs> for, not, for not obeying and not listening. And yeah, the amount of times that's led me to moments where I've not been proud of <laughs> myself, but you know, once again, God's faithful and just and yeah. Um, always, always going to help you move forward in your life, which I, which I love about your message too. It's all about moving forward and becoming better and knowing who you are in God as well. So I, I am curious, you, you, we are speaking about moments and you've had quite a lot of moments that have been good, some bad as well, but what has been your most vulnerable moment in your life? I would say two times, um, two different things, but both having to really do with The Bachelor. But I would say one moment on the show when I just, I felt like there's no way I can keep going. Like I, I genuinely... I mean, I had just been told that he had, you know, we, we had made it, there was like a two weeks before engagement or a week before engagement. And I'd just been told by him that he, you know, had been intimate with other women. And after I had expressed, you know, that I wouldn't be able to continue in the relationship if that were to happen. And, you know, I just heard that news and I, I just felt so alone. I didn't have, you know, my mom, my friends, I didn't, couldn't go to a church service or turn on a podcast or turn on my worship music. Like I was fully really just by myself. And I had been in this thing for, you know, almost two months and I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I just got the worst news of my life. And I just felt so alone. And I just went back to, uh, to my hotel room and I just locked myself in the bathroom. I, I wasn't letting anyone in. I didn't want anyone to talk to me. And I just cried and I just wept before the Lord. And I just was like, why have you abandoned me? Like, why did you bring me this far just to leave me? And I feel so alone. I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. I feel like I, it's just, it's overwhelming. And that was like the most vulnerable night. Um, I think and in, in, in the scariest night of my life. And, and I just had shared, you know, in that conversation uh, with the bachelor previously, like before he shared that news with me that I had saved myself for marriage and, and my why behind that. And, you know, just my heart for the Lord. And, and that was a very vulnerable thing to do on national television. And I wanted obviously to communicate that in, in a way that of course, wouldn't shame anyone and wouldn't be, I don't know, hurtful for anyone to hear that, but in a way that I just could express, you know, my values and standards and beliefs, 
Um, but at the same time, like love him and those who didn't necessarily carry that same thing. And so it, it was a really vulnerable and hard moment already. Like before I got that news, just because I was really wrestling with Lord, like, I need you to take over in this moment. I don't know how to convey this in a way that's honoring to you. And that can be receptive to him and to others. And so I just was really wrestling with that. And then, you know, of course got that news and it was heartbreaking and, um, and just had to kind of walk away from that night and just go and lock myself in a room and cry and really, really pray for just so much grace to just keep walking and just wisdom to know, you know, to stay or to walk away, like, Lord, what do I do? And, um, and so that was a really vulnerable night for me. I think after that, um, you know, another time and, and, well, and and it was kind of like the end of the show, I would just include with that moment too, of just the finale and kind of getting attacked for my character and my beliefs, um, and getting attacked for my standards and just, honestly getting embarrassed on live television in front of millions and millions of people. And so that was a really vulnerable moment. And then I just would say, you know, after the show, um, having to hear just so many opinions and so many things that were said and spoken and rumors and just people who just don't know anything about you, you know, saying all these things and making judgments, um, about you and against you. And, and then really having to like write that out and relive that with this book, you know, I, I kind of had a little bit of an escape from it and then had to really like feel it all over again when I, when I wrote this book and, and I wanted to feel it because I wanted to be just really true to the emotion behind everything that I was facing and true to like the emotion of like those who were going to be reading it and like what they were facing and going through. And so, um, it, it was really vulnerable, like putting my story out there, you know, in a book that things that I had never shared with people. Right. And like things that I had never expressed with people of just feelings I had had and thoughts I had had and struggles that I had had. And so writing that out and then just, you know, giving it to people and like letting people just read your diary, I think is definitely like the most vulnerable, you know, thing that I, that I've ever done. So I would say, yeah, I mean, in, in probably a very obvious way of going on national television and letting people just say whatever they want to say, and then having a book where they can read all about your life and your experience like those have been, um, two of, two of the most vulnerable and hardest things I've ever had to do. I appreciate you sharing both of those things. Both of them, I can only imagine wouldn't have been easy to go through, especially being embarrassed on live television. I mean, people have a ton of opinions about certain things and I, I don't, I don't subscribe to, you got, you got to attack this person for their beliefs. I think you've got to respect them, but that's just me. I'm probably unique. And I think that, I think it should be across the board. Everyone should just treat people uh, with respect. Uh, I think that's what's missing in in culture these days going further and further away, but thank you for, for staying firm and going even more vulnerable in your book. Cause I know you do that. Vulnerability is powerful. Um, And, you know, I do want to, also mention as well that um, vulnerability helps you grow at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? So like congratulations for, for being vulnerable. Um, and <laughs> I do want to ask you, Maddie, like what keeps you or more or less who is Madison Pruitt now? Like who are you? So I would say, um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways I could answer that, but, you know, I think for me, this past, you know, these past like year, two years, so much has been redefined for me, just strength, grace, courage, confidence, and just what that really means, what it really looks like to 
really like follow Jesus and walk in your purpose, even if it costs you everything. And even if it's painful and hurtful and a lot that comes with it. And so, you know, for me, I think I've really, my life verse and my favorite thing um, in the world to just say, and just to remind myself is Acts 20, 24. And it says, for I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And that is my life verse. And I just continue to remind myself that every single day and just remind myself, you know, this life isn't about me and it's so much bigger than me. And I just, I want to be, if anyone remembers me for anything, and if anyone thinks of me as anything, like I want them to say like, man, that's a woman after God's heart. And she lives to serve people and she lives to just bring just the passion and joy and hope that the gospel has and brings and just I, that's, that's what I want, you know? And so for me, like I, that's how I try to live my life. And, you know, I, I have been through a lot and I try, you know, to challenge people, but also be vulnerable and, and bring people into, you know, those, those places in my heart where I've struggled and, um, I haven't been perfect, but now I can say, and, and the message that I want to also help people. And I talk all about in my book is like, you can know who you are and you can stay true to yourself and you can be extremely confident in that. And I can say, man, I'm probably the most confident person you'll ever meet. And that is not at all because I think that I'm all this in a bag of chips, but it's just because I know like who I am in Christ and who I belong to. And I just know who Jesus is. And I know how good my father is and just, how he feels about me. And that just gives me a sense of just security and belonging and purpose and confidence. And so I just want to see, you know, my brothers and sisters, like feel that same way about themselves and that they can step into any situation and any environment in any moment and say, like, I don't really care if you accept me or reject me. Like, this is who I am. And I, yeah, this is just who I am and I'm proud of it. And so, you know, I was able to step into something like The Bachelor and be like, listen, I don't really care that this is what usually happens on the show or that I'm supposed to be doing this or that I should be doing that. This is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to stand for. And that's just the kind of confidence that I commit to carrying, you know, in any and every season of my life on a show, off a show, like in moments that people see in moments that people don't see and in making those hard decisions of just like, man, I live a surrendered life and this life isn't about me. It's all to glorify God, but there's also, not just a level of surrender and obedience and humility that comes with it, but there's a level of confidence and power and passion that comes with it of like, yeah, when I step into a room, like I want people to see me and God's spirit inside of me. And I want people to be drawn to that spirit. And so that that's just what I want other people to like, be able to tap into and discover. And I'm so passionate about it. Um, but that's the, you know, that's what I would say is, is I'm, I'm very confident, but I'm also just so humbled, you know, to be a part of what God is doing, you know, here in 2021, about to be 2022. Like, it's just, it's so cool. Your energy is infectious and same with your confidence as well. And I feel like I could talk to you forever. Like this is the kind of stuff <laughs> that I, I love getting deep and meaningful on. So yeah. <laughs> um, I know that your time is very valuable. So I do want to ask you a few more questions if that's okay with you. Yeah. Uh, you've got this new book out, which I think is absolutely going to 
it's needful, right? Like I, I told you in the very beginning, I got this book yesterday, people. So forgive me, I only, only read 20 pages in, <laughs> uh, but it's called Made for This Moment, Standing Firm with Strength, Grace and Courage. Everyone can go and get a copy pretty much wherever books are sold. I like going into bookshops and if I can't find a friend's book, I ask them, hey, can you get it in for me? Um, <laughs> and, and they put it on the shelf for me because that's just me. <laughs> but yep. congratulations for writing this book once again. What do you hope the most for people to get out of reading this book? I think it goes back to kind of what I was just saying, you know, and, and of course I want at the end of the day, I want no matter where they come from, no matter what they believe, Christian or non-Christian, um, whether they've been walking with God for a long time or they've just been curious about it, I want them to feel met and included exactly where they're at, but also to feel so challenged and inspired. Um, and just when they finish the book, like they're a better person and they just want to know more about the Lord and they just want to know more about their purpose. And and so I just, I know so many long to know their worth and their purpose and, you know, why they are here and just like seek that courage to stand up for what they believe in. And so I just pray that, you know, through reading my book that they see, like I said earlier, that they were made on purpose and for purpose and that they were destined for greatness. They learn how to love themselves. Um, how they learn how to stand firm and how to fight for their identity and their purpose and to stand firm in their faith and in their convictions. Um, cause we just, we live in a world of just so many confusing standards and mixed messages and social media and competition and comparison and so many things. Mm -hmm. And I just want to see this generation live out in faith and, and, and in their convictions and just stay true to themselves and for them to know that no matter what they've been through, no matter what they're currently struggling with, no matter what other people have said, no matter what's been done, they were made for this moment and not the moments of yesterday, not the moments of tomorrow, but for whatever moment they are in right now, like this is the moment they were made for. And I just want them to feel that, like, I want them to feel that deep, deep down in their bones. And just to know that, um, that I'm not the hero of the story, that they're the hero of the story and that God has chosen them and called them for such a time as this. And that there's just so much purpose on their life. And I think it's easy to just get caught up in like the you know, every day and just like settle in this like mediocre mindset of just wake up, do this, repeat, you know, and I just, I, I want people to have joy and confidence and purpose and just so much more, you know, and there's just so much more to life than what most people experience every day. And I just want them to feel that and see that. Um, but, but also know that like part of being made for this moment is having that, you know, revelation and realization that I'm a part of something bigger than myself and everything I experience, everything I feel, everything I've been given is just made to give back to those around me and to make a difference in the world around me. And so that's, that's what I want people to walk away with. Damn, goosebumps again. <laughs> <laughs> like, preach, keep going. <laughs> that is so cool. Wow. I feel yeah. like I could end the conversation on there, but I've got two final <laughs> questions. I'm like, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, having said all that, Maddie, what would you say that you love the most about yourself and your story? Hmm. I would say the thing that I love the most about myself has also probably been the thing that I feel like has been the biggest struggle for me. And so I, I just, I honestly think that that's probably real for most people, but I think that there's this level of strength that I have that, 
Um, I've had honestly from a very young age that I'm so grateful for, but it's also made life very difficult. And especially, uh, you know, even just relationships difficult, it's made, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships difficult. Um, and so that's something I've had to constantly pray through of like, Lord, what does true strength look like? Like, I want to walk in what like your picture of strength is. And that doesn't mean being perfect and having it all together, but it's also like in being vulnerable and like opening up to people and letting people in and knowing that when I'm weak, like you're strong Lord. And so I, I want to have and carry that perspective and not just have, you know, this perspective of like, got to be on, got to be perfect, got to be strong all the time. And so I would say that's probably the thing that I love the most about myself, but also something I'm still continuing to learn every day. And one of my biggest struggles as well. Um, what was the second question? <laughs> what do you love the most about your story? What I love the most about my story? Um, the most about my story. Okay. I would probably say, and I, and I also talk about this a little bit in my book, but I, I love sharing this with people because I think it's so cool and it just speaks to the God that we serve. But I, I think for me, like I, for so long put God in this box and I was like, okay, this is what, if I'm supposed to like do something cool with my life and make a difference and love you, like it has to look like this. And man, God just, he called me out of that box and he called me into the dark waters where I had to step out of the boat and it was unknown and it was scary. And just like Peter, I was called to walk on water and that looked impossible and felt weird and uncomfortable. And but it was like, when I kept my eyes on Jesus, it was like with each step, like I just grew in confidence and in courage and saying like, I was made for this moment and I want to do things, you know, that have never been done before. And I want to be a part of some amazing, you know, testimonies and miracles and cool things and stories. And so it just, I would say that is just like what true courage looks like, you know, and just sometimes there's going to be moments where you're called to step out of the boat and step out of the box and other people are not going to understand it. Other people are even going to be against it and they're going to judge you and they're going to ridicule you. They're going to question you. And I had so many of those moments. My faith was questioned. My integrity was questioned. My convictions were questioned. My intelligence and knowledge was questioned, like so many things. And I just was like, listen, you can question me all you want. But at the end of the day, like one day I'm going to be face to face with Jesus and I have to give an account for my life. And I get to look at him and say, like, I did it, you know, like I obeyed you, whatever the cost. And I was willing to go all in, like whatever came with it. And I think that's what it's all about. And with that, there's going to be some crazy things along the way and some really hard and low moments, but also moments that you never would have even imagined that you could be a part of. And that's just what I could say about my life is there's been so many reroutes and twists and turns and roadblocks and detours and so many things, but it has been so cool to see just like along the journey, just the joy and the purpose and the confidence and the courage that has just been instilled along the way and just ultimately just the relationship that I've gotten to develop with the Lord um, along the way that's the most important thing to me and so I, I would say you know probably that is just just courage and stepping out of the box and really just breaking barriers and limits and expectations that other people put in, put you in and really in a way that you even put yourself in. And so I, I would encourage, you know, those listening with that too, of just like, you know, when God calls you to do something, even if it seems crazy, like 
you can read all throughout the Bible. Like there's so many stories like that. Right. And you see in the story of Esther, you see Abraham, you see Joseph, you see Jonah, you see so many people like being called to do these things that people are like, huh? Like that doesn't make sense. Right. You even see Jesus like being persecuted. Um, and even by religious people, right. Like people who didn't understand him. And so I, I just would encourage those listening. Like if you're, if you're being called to do something crazy cool and you have a piece about it and you feel like it's God prompting you to do it, like listen and and do it. It, Even, even if it's like, you got some fear in there, like just choose to not let that fear stop you. You're on a roll. I I chose to stop myself. I was like, Natty, calm down. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Like this is blessing me. And I know it's going to bless so many people that are listening to this right now, but Maddie, my final question for you, I hate ending my conversations when, especially when people are on a roll, but my final question for you is my all time favorite question. I ask everyone at the end, it's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100, all your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just call it magic for the sake of argument. They've been able to get it and show it to you on your hundredth birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Man, I would say, honestly, what I said my life first was that, man, Maddie really, truly woke up every day and said, I crucify myself. It's not about me and it's all about Jesus. And how can I love God and love people? And she really gave everything to that. Like she made her motto, like love God, love people. And that was what it was about. Like every decision she made, every conversation she had, every thought she had, everything she did, like it all reflected that verse and that motto. Like this life isn't about me. I'm called on a mission to seek and save the lost. And my heart is to love God and love people. And that's just what I want people to see. Like whether that's through interviews or writing or social media or TV shows, or one-on-one hangouts or whatever it is. Like, I just want people to see that just consistently like flow through my life of she really, she is who she says she is. And she lived that life well. And she didn't just preach it, but like she walked it out every single day and like believed it at the core of who she was of like, Hey, my mission in this life is to love God and love people and to bring people hope and the message of Jesus. And, and yeah, and she lived that out. So that's what, that's what I would hope people would say. Cause I'm just trying to live for the words. Good job, my good and faithful servant, you know, and, and I'm trying to receive that one day. So that's, ultimately, you know, how I, how I want to live every day that I'm here on this earth. Well, I understand you. I am living or doing my best to live for the same thing and Mm -hmm. I commend you for it as well. And I just want to say again, congratulations for all the incredible work that you're doing and, and the messages that you're putting out there into the world. It's helping me all the way here in Sydney, Australia and helping so many other people as well. But thank you so much, Maddie, for your time today, your story, your wisdom, your advice, and for joining me on the Storybox podcast. Thank you so much for having me and for being a part of this message that I'm just so passionate about and that I feel like God laid on my heart. I really was prayerful in those that would come around it and just really be a part of it. So I just want to say thank you for who you are and for what you do and for being a part of, of this message. It really means a lot to me. So thank you. really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. 
I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.